out there and welcome to another episode of Careless Whispod, the podcast where, when it comes to pop, we're your first, your last, your everything. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh, That's right. Baby. You know what time it is. Man, it's getting fucking smooth in here. It is. Uh, well, firstly, I'm Gary. I'm Jeremy. And I, I was just uh, commenting to Jeremy here what, what, why that it's getting rather smooth. Well, we, we, in... With that, mm. why don't we come up with cool, smooth nicknames for this episode? Uh, I'm down for that. You would be Smooth Gary G. S- smooth Gary G. Or Big Papa G, I like. Big yes. Papa G. <laughs> I like that. Big Papa G. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I could be... Um, uh, Jeremy Davidson. Yeah, that sounds great. <laughs> awesome. Smooth awesome. enough as it is. is yeah, it is. <laughs> That's right, ladies and gentlemen, this week we are talking about the great soul man himself, Barry White's Can't Get Enough of Yola Bay. Oh, that's why it's so smooth in that's here. That's why it's uh, so smooth in here. I was one, I just like, I walked in and yeah. there was like candles I, everywhere. Well, I just, when I figured, you know, they were throwing all this velvet out, they weren't going to use it. I just figured it'd set the scene, set mm. the tone nicely for this episode. Oh, baby. Yeah, all, all, all right. <laughs> man, you can't talk about uh, Barry White and not think about all that, uh, song talking that the talking that he does in his song yeah exactly right and uh i think listeners if you're not looking forward if the thought of us doing barry white impressions for about half an hour does not excite you tune out now you probably skip to the probably next skip one. to the next episode <laughs> well, listen to a previous one. all right baby oh shit so now just before we launch into yes. it Barry White is a particular favorite of yours isn't he uh, Big Papa G I am a massive Barry White fan uh, Tell us a little bit how did you first get into Barry White I don't know he's always just kind of been played on the radio and He's just always been there for you He's just always been there and then I was getting into He taught you the the smooth ways he did. He turned uh, you into the big Papa G we see before us today? Uh, the ways of love. Yeah. He'd call it. He'd say love. He'd say love. Love. But a lot deeper than that. Um, I was kind of going through a really big soul music phase. And I always heard conflicting things about uh, Barry White. I almost said Billy Joel. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> about Barry White. Because he... A lot of people saw him as like a disco guy or like a like maybe like a little bit of a sellout or something like well, that. He and Isaac Hayes were sort of big precursors to disco, right? Oh, uh, totally, yes. Yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, a lot of his early stuff was kind of compared to Isaac Hayes as well. Yeah, yeah. A bit of Isaac Hayes homage. Mm. But uh, I don't know. There's just something about that voice and about his arrangements and that Love Unlimited orchestra, the the 40-piece orchestra that he has playing on a lot of his tracks, just fucking does it for me every time. (laughs) And I just love the stories in his songs and I love his... his, uh, I call it song talking. Where he, <laughs> where he just uh, you know gives a preamble, but I'll, I'll get into that. A we'll little get into bit the song later. talking later. Yes. Um, so this, uh, <laughs> I love this. Barry White's can't get enough of your love, babe. Yes. Off the 1974 album, can't, can't get, get enough. enough. He must have known that the song was going to be a hit because he named the album after it. I just wanted to read for people the track listing of the album. Oh, please can't do. get enough. Please do. Let me uh, hold on. Just let, let me let me take my pants undo down. Undo your pants there. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Undo I'm ready. the top button. I'm ready for Bazaar. First track. <clears throat> Mellow Mood. Oh. 
Mellow Mood, first track. Then it's You're the First, The Last, My Everything. Oh, shit. Keep going. Keep going. I Can't Believe You Love Me. Oh, a bit harder. <laughs> can't get enough of your love, babe. Oh, that's the song we're talking about. Oh, love, well, we finally made it. Great track. I love you more than anything in this world, girl. I'm getting pretty close. And then another mellow mood. Like, so, really... And I'm spent. Yeah. Um, and we haven't even made the money shot yet. Oh, shit. Um, I'll, I'll work another one up. <laughs> Give me at least 15 minutes and I'm ready for the money shot. <laughs> So that's giving you a little bit of direction where Baza was going. With, yeah. Uh... It's kind of funny. When, when I was doing the research for this episode, I couldn't really find much about uh, this particular thing that I wanted to talk about. But uh, you might have noticed that all those songs were about love. <laughs> Most of them. Uh, oh, and yeah. Mellow Mood. Mellow Mood. <laughs> Which was after rooting, I, I <laughs> assume. <laughs> Um, (laughs) but um barry was not a small man either no he wasn't he was a he was a the big maestro the big maestro yeah i i I was when i was at my peak uh barry white obsession i was listening to a lot of interviews with him and stuff like that and learning a lot about him and he always seemed to shy away from the fact that like people will comment on how he wrote love songs and he's like, yeah, I'm not, that's not what I'm all about. You know, I'm about more than that. But every, almost every song was about that. He, he was a very complicated guy, I, I think. Really? Yeah. I think that's probably a good point to maybe talk about a little bit of his history. Yeah. I mean, this is, this is on you. This is on you, baby. <laughs> oh shit. I can, I, I, again, I could do a whole podcast on Barry White. Yeah. Uh, but Let's use Careless Whisper as the platform for now. Uh, he, so he grew up in a in a rough neighborhood in uh, South Central LA, mm-hmm. where he was involved in gangs. Basically, uh, he he was raised by his mother, who got him into music when he was about four years old. His mother was uh, primarily into classical music, so oh, she's okay. piano player. She and she played classical. Uh, but yeah, he was really into gang activities when he was a teen. Wow. Okay. He, uh, stole stuff. He was involved in big gang fights, all that kind of stuff. And then he was arrested for stealing tires and was, was thrown in jail. Wow. And so when he was in jail, uh, something that he was rather thankful for that he was sent to jail because as while he was in there, he was like, I can keep going the way I'm going. Yeah. Keep doing all this gang stuff and end up dead in jail. Or I can make something of myself and go into music, which was something that had always interested him. Yeah, wow. So he decided to go the musical route. So he got out of jail and two days out of jail, uh, one of his friends came to him and said, hey, can you do some backing vocals for this track that we're recording with my my vocal group? Yeah, sick. So he did that. And then... Uh, when he got to the recording studio for that, he kind of just fell in love with the whole process. Atmosphere, yeah, yeah process. the atmosphere. And he's like, I've got to be part of the recording industry. Basically. Because, am I right, he wrote, recorded, and produced uh, this song? Uh, this song, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 
Uh, it was it was all him. It was all ba- Baza, and there was a lot of him to give as well. <laughs> he had a lot to give. Did Baz? Um, well, let's talk about uh, so number one on the US uh, Billboard chart. Uh, right? That's right. Uh, Hottest one hundred. So yeah, written and produced by Big Baza himself. Uh, it was the second chart. Uh, topping a uh, single for him wow. after after Love's theme off one of his earlier albums. Yeah, right. Okay, I think that was off uh, Stone Gone or something like that. Anyway, uh, you're looking at me like I should know here. <laughs> the the single became a gold record. Wow, uh, it reached number th- only 32 in Australia, and the lowest uh, reached was 57 in France. Jeez, I think it was like number twelve in Canada. I don't have that written down. That's big, just from memory. Big song, big, big song for big a song. big man. Indeed, indeed. Um, the album hit number one too, right? So the charts for the album <laughs> can't get enough. Uh, it's the third Barry White to top the Billboard R and B album charts. Number wow. one, number one on the Billboard two hundred albums. Wow. Uh, chart and uh, number four on the UK albums chart. Far out. Uh, but yeah, it, it seems that it did really well in America, not so much internationally, like a little bit, it made a little bit of a splash, but still hit number, number eight in the UK. Sure. But I'd, I'd say it's probably his most well-known a hundred percent single as well. And I mean, used in sort of multiple popular culture references, which we'll talk about later. Sure. But the song is about his wife. Mm, uh, yeah. Glodine. Yeah, Glodine mm. James. From uh, from Love Unlimited. Love Unlimited. Oh, yeah. So she so, was... They, did they meet through music? They did. He was producing a an album for... I think it was a singer called Trixie Robertson or something like that. Yeah, right. Yes, Trixie Robertson. Uh, so her... Uh, Trixie's backing singers were Glodine and yeah. the other the other women that would make that yeah. Barry would steal away basically yeah, yeah, yeah. and make Love Unlimited and he started uh, producing and writing songs for them yeah uh, for, for, and they were getting some success and then he was writing more songs for them and he's like oh, these songs need my voice yeah quite. right yeah yeah yeah. And so he started recording the songs with him singing so it became barry white and love unlimited and yeah, barry yeah. white and the love unlimited orchestra yeah uh and it was it's funny story that when he recorded these songs and started um you know uh, promoting them and stuff like that with him singing on them people that he worked with had no idea that he could sing because really? they only knew him as a producer and a, and a songwriter, they didn't know. But he was he was multi talented. He could he could sing obviously amazingly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but he was a multi instrumentalist uh, and self taught. He taught himself how to play drums from being in the studio uh, with a band early in the day. He was watching a guy drumming and ended up touring with that band as the drummer. As the drummer. Jesus. He kind of didn't like the touring side of things because um, segregation was a big thing in the states at the time. Yeah, and, right. you know, it was it was a really hard, hard environment yeah, yeah. To, to tour in. For, to tour in. So that's why he turned to producing. Yeah, and that's wow. why he was known as a producer. And then he started singing, and people were spinning out. They we may know. never have known. <laughs> um, should we talk about the video? Uh, yeah. So, well, this this well. 
Well, the, yeah. Yeah, this song didn't really kinda, have a video. It didn't have an official video clip, so we took it upon ourselves to choose one. Yeah, there um, are there were a few live performances that we could have uh, chosen from. Mm-hmm. But uh, I suggested uh, Soul Train appearance. Yeah. Nineteen seventy-five, right? Nineteen seventy-five. Now, Soul Train. Uh, for those of you who don't know, mm. was a tele. Now, I should have done more research on this. How long did it run for? Uh, Soul Train started from in nineteen seventy-one, and it ran until two thousand and six. That's insane. I had no idea. I, I love watching those old Soul yeah, Train. Yeah, videos. they're amazing. That's why I I said let's do the Soul Train video because I I, lo- I love. <laughs> just do yourself a favor and go and look up some old just type in soul train and have a good time we'll wait yeah how did you get um mm-hmm. uh leave from pratt university don't they need someone they they do yeah. uh and me taking leave without any permission and stuff is that's why i'm the head pratt there <laughs> Wow, what a prat. Yeah, exactly. That's how, how I got the title. Oh, oh, are you back? Oh, you're back. Well, what did you th- think of Soul Train? Pretty amazing. Pretty amazing. A huh? lot of afros. Like, I love watching the 70s stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot yeah. of afros, a lot of amazing dancing. Uh, the one thing that I love most about it is when they'd have musicians on there and they'd do Q&As with the audience and they were always so painfully awkward. Yeah, yeah, Like, yeah. you watch Marvin Gaye and Al Green and Barry White <laughs> answering uh, audience questions and... It is super, super awkward. I recommend that. I will wait while you go check those. No, no, no. no there's too going. many. There's too many. You'll be there for hours. Um, well, I wanted to mention that uh, the Soul Train video clip. A, I want to reference the great afros. Oh, the afros and the dancing really fantastic. Really add to the, the whole thing. And of course, we get to see Mrs. White. We do. Claudine. Claudine. She's there uh, as part um, of the Love Unlimited. I was sort of thinking, though, that Bazza could have had a great career in podcasting oh, if that he was voice. around today. I could just listen to him talk. You know, he has the- such a smooth voice. It's it's pretty funny, too. Like The, the host of the, the show, Don Cornelius, his voice is almost identical to <laughs> Barry White's when sort he's of, talking. Yeah, it's sort of weird. But, uh, I mean, his speaking voice aside... Just the performance, his vocal performance in that Soul Train clip is... Because, I mean, this song recorded, the recorded version, it is known as a smooth... He's known as a smooth singer. It's a love song. It's, you know, the, the, the classic connotations with... It's a bedroom, it's a boudoir sure. number, you know what I mean? But that live version, he sounds like a cracking soul... Like a soul singer. His voice has a gravel to There's it. a bit of grit And it, a yeah. power to it, you would know you, what I mean? Would you perhaps say that it, he put some stank on it? Or? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, mm. He... I'm assuming um, he ordered that from Pratt University and... <laughs> oh, wait. Um, just a box of stank. I'm never, ever going to live that down, which is almost... Nope. Title. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, I also wanted just to mention Don Cornelius uh, interviewing Barry White after he sings uh, Can't Get Enough of Yeah, Love. that was pretty special. Uh, talking about uh, he's thankful for being invited into Barry and Claudine's house for dinner. <laughs> 
And he could see why the big maestro is so big because he witnessed some powerful eating while he was there. Well, I'd like to take this opportunity to thank you and Barry for having me uh, at your home for such a lovely and delicious dinner. It really was a guest. Well, that's right. Yeah. Oh, okay, man. Yeah, it was fantastic. I see why. I see why the big maestro is so big. They was doing. They was doing some powerful eating up in there. Yeah, I mean it was powerful. Powerful eating. It's like Barry White approached many things in life <laughs> powerfully. powerfully. <laughs> eating Singing, was one of them. Eating, loving, loving. Uh, you know, <laughs> uh, when he was doing his taxes. He yeah, but he did that powerfully. powerfully. It's important. Powerfully. Um, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I don't. I don't know. There's much else to say about well, the I video. We, I think. Uh, did you? Are we ready for the money shot? No, I reckon there's still a little bit more to talk about. I, there's, uh, there were some cover versions of the oh, song. Of course, sorry. Of course, I've forgotten. Yes. Um, um, Taylor Dane? Taylor Dane. Who, yeah. Who will probably make an appearance in Careless Whispod. Uh, she may do. Uh, tell it to my heart. I I kind of want to cover it. Yeah, <laughs> that that is on the list. That is a great tune. I do I do love that song. And uh, the story behind that's pretty cool too, actually. Yeah. Well, Stay we'll, tuned. Yeah, we'll get to that at some point. But she did a cover of the song that was internationally, and, and it also did really well. Yeah, right? interla- internationally more successful than Barry White's was at time of release. So, uh, let's see, it spent three weeks in number two on the Australian singles chart, uh, becoming the 19th most uh, sales for a single in uh, 1993, which is when that uh, cover came out. But I thought you'd be uh, surprised to hear that someone else that we've covered in a previous episode has covered this song. Really? Hall and Oh, of course. <laughs> in 2004, released an album of soul covers. And, and this was one of this them. This was one of them. Man, that one slipped me by. Okay, you got me. I had to listen to it before I came here to record. And it's not great. Yeah. It's it's not excellent. I mean, we are talking about sort of 2000s era Hall and Oates. Yeah. Yeah. This is like... Early 2000s, H&O, and uh, yeah, it's yeah. Not, not doing it for me very much. But, you know, good, good on them. Well, for I, I mean, it, it just speaks of this song's sort of universal appeal. You know what I mean? It really is a song that sort of crosses genre boundaries. Totally. And, you know what I mean? Um, which is why I guess it's so well loved. And why it's been used so much, of course, uh, I completely forgot to mention. Master of segues. I was going to yeah. bring that up next, but you had the you uh, had the segue that I didn't have. Smooth segue. <laughs> uh, of course, it's been used in a bunch of different stuff, but most probably most famously. Well, the one that I remember. Well, the one that I remember is from The Simpsons, right? <laughs> the, uh, the, the Whacking, Whacking Day, Day episode. episode yeah. Now, I didn't know that um, ba- old Bazza. Mm. Um, Big Bazza. Big okay. Bazza was a really big fan of The Simpsons and offered to do The Voice. Both physically and metaphorically. And yeah, yeah, yeah. He was, was a large fan <laughs> as well as being a large fan. Let's let's get off the weight thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, yeah, not, yeah. I'm not weight shaming Bazaar at all, uh, just for the record. Yeah, no. Uh, he was powerful in so many ways and that just kind of added to his kind of intimidating... He, he had a very uh, intimidating presence. Yeah, yeah. 
But he, yeah, I didn't realize like he was a big fan of The Simpsons and mm. and and lent his uh, vocals to it for the project. Speaking of, I I vocals. always just assumed that mm. it was a voice actor. No, I was, no, I was like, oh, that's no way that'd be Barry White. No, you he, know he I mean? wanted to do it. He wanted yeah, to do it. which I think is awesome. You know? Which is great, and his his uh, deep voice. Imagine uh, being in the studio when Barry White comes in to record. You know what I mean? You just be there going, oh my god, that's insane. Man, I I couldn't handle it. Uh, I tell you, especially if he did it today, that would be. Hey, hey, I'm Krusty the Clown. <laughs> hey, hey, I'm Krusty the Clown. Bada bing, bada boom, I'm done. <laughs> Sorry. It's a Simpsons podcast I do. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> What's that called? It's called I Don't Do a Simpsons Podcast. Uh, I made that up. All uh, right. Yeah. A weird name. Yeah. Weird name. We're still workshopping it. We'll probably cut it down. Sure, sure. <laughs> probably the Simpsons podcast or something like that. We'll yeah, work on it. Better. Yeah, we'll work, work on it. Yeah. Work on it. Um, I just wanted to talk about his voice just for two seconds and then we'll... we'll Wax hit- lyrical. <laughs> we'll head over to the money shot. Yeah. What do you reckon? Yeah. So his his voice changed when he was about fourteen years old. Uh huh. It went from a tenor. Uh huh. Wow. To a baritone bass. Yeah. At fourteen, and then a couple of years later, it went to bass baritone. Uh, and I did some uh, looking around for I wanted to see why he did the 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 song talking that I would mention. Yeah, earlier. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Because I fucking love that element. Would you like to give songs. an example to the listeners of that song talking? <laughs> uh, I'll. I'll what song is it? I think it's uh, the first, the last, my everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, oh yeah, baby, we sure did get it together. Because <laughs> <laughs> he did another song called uh, "We Got to Get It Together." Yeah, yeah right. Like, okay. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. We, we got it together. We got to get together. But yeah. you know, it, it's. A relationship takes more work, but you know they're they're kind of they're they're at a good. They point got it together. They got yeah. it together, basically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh yeah, they sure did. Uh, but um, I did find an interview where the, the interviewer was as this very kind of stern, fast talking lady on the radio, and she's like, "So why, why, why do you do that? Why did you? How did that become an element of your songs where you you say that?" And he said. That he talked on records in order to, to explain what the song was about to the listener. That's awesome. <laughs> he is that much of a professional that he demand like he doesn't want any confusion. He loves oh, Barry. No, so loved his fan base. He's not here to confuse you. He's here to love He's you. He's here to no, love you, and he doesn't want any confusion. He's uh, gonna love you, love you, love you just a little more. Yeah, so. exactly. Uh, <laughs> That's I, so good. I just, I just, it made me think of all these musicians that talk about, uh, mate, the music, the music the, talks, talks to itself. itself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It literally does. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> explains what it's all about. And just one other little piece of trivia. Sort about of like his- crib notes for yeah. the song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> At the beginning of the song, you know what I mean? <laughs> Oh man, I, I just, that made me love him just a little more. So if you're ever confused uh, by the lyrics of a Barry White song, just rewind to the start. Rewind to the start. Listen like, to what oh, he baby. says, and it'll give you a bit of an idea about what he's on about. It's beautiful. Um, just one last little piece of trivia before we go to the money shot. Uh-huh. In that same interview, I found that Harvey Keitel, the the interviewer, had interviewed Harvey Keitel. Oh wow, yeah. And um, she's talking about a scene where. 
uh, his character in the movie is a pimp and Jodie Foster, a very young Jodie Foster at the time, was uh, one of the prostitutes that worked for him. I've seen that film. Oh, sorry, uh, Taxi Driver. It's in Taxi Driver. Yeah, sorry, yeah, 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 I, yeah. I, didn't, I didn't mention the name. So, yeah, they were talking about Taxi Driver. And, um, yeah, so he's a pimp. Jodie Foster is the prostitute. And there's a scene in that where he's she's kind of getting all worked up because of how harsh the, the business is. Yeah. How poorly Harvey Keitel's character treats her and whatnot. And he kind of gets there and he's kind of hey, baby, I'm so, so, you know, it's not like that. We've got to stick together. We've got to yeah, do a thing. Yeah, yeah. And he's consoling her. And she's like, where did you get the inspiration? And he's she he was like, I was listening to a lot of Barry White and I made it up on the spot. Wow. So it was him riffing. Uh, this isn't a segment on riffing on riffs, by the way. No, it's no. not about a riff. But, it's um, not about a riff. It was him riffing and uh, just kind of using Barry White as an inspiration. That's amazing. So when that interviewer was talking to Barry White, she's like, what do you think of Harvey Keitel uh, using you as inspiration? He's like, well, well, I'm really flattered, but I don't condone that. He's the actions of a, the character. Yeah, right. Uh, yeah, he's like, uh, pimping is something I've never been interested in. I have too much respect for women. Uh, ever since my my mother, uh, you know, I've always loved and respected a women. Feminist as well, fucking beautiful man. So let's let's get to the money shot. I think, yeah, I think I've gone on about on that, that on that note. Um, I, I don't think I'm going to have a voice left after this episode just because <laughs> I've been speaking about Barry White so I, much. I'm curious to to listen to this episode back just to hear me sound like Handsome Dan from <laughs> Wayne's World. Uh huh. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Work is hard. Work is hard. <laughs> Very white. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, listeners. Money uh, shot. Money shot. Uh, why don't you go first? Oh. Um, I had a really hard time with this. By yeah. The way. I, my, uh, I'll tell you my approach to the money shot for this one. I figured yeah. when I sit down and we get to talking about it, I'll figure something out by then. And I, I don't think I have figured anything. Do you know what? There. I think it's, it's the lyrics. Uh, um, is it some things you can't get used to? Mm-hmm. No matter how you try. No matter how hard you try. The more you give, the more I want. The more I want. Baby, baby that's, that's no, no lie. lie. That's no lie. And it goes into the, that. I think just those something I like. I was like, oh, really simple. There's something nice about that line. Totally. You know, my probably one of my favorite lyric in the song. Is, so he's talking about how much he, he loves uh, Glodine or whoever the muse for the song is. Yes. And um, he gets to like a pre-chorus or like a bridgey section. And he's like, what can I say? What am I going to do? Uh, how should I feel when everything is you? Yeah. And, and it's just like that confusion, like the, his feelings are just so overwhelming to him. He's like, what can I say? He's like it's questioning so, reality. So That's how powerful his love is. He's questioning so, reality. such a simple lyric that speaks so much. Uh, man, I just, I could, I could go on and on about this song. But. <laughs> 
I'd say for me though the money shot the the actual money shot is probably the orchestra uh fucking yeah I love yeah. his arrangements yeah those arrangements are gorgeous right and you and you don't really hear those in modern pop music like no 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 way you know those really gorgeous string swells and stuff like that I'd you say know? it's very rare uh, yeah I mean uh, or if they do it it's kind of all kind of cut together with pro tools and stuff where Barry was the was, real deal man was there you had a string orchestra in the studio 40 piece orchestra. yeah insane amazing uh, uh well that's uh careless Wispod's salute to big Bazza to the big maestro the big maestro Barry uh, White fuck love him so much I'm so glad that we got to have an episode <laughs> where I could just fucking unload Wax all this li- stuff that I that I feel about Barry White uh would you say you can't get enough of his love I, I can't no it's like I've got a love tapeworm that <laughs> my love goes in there and I was still hungry. Maybe that's why it was so big. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, the opposite of a tapeworm? Yeah, probably. Um, <laughs> look, we must, alas, we must leave. But, but uh, it's time to rotate the board once again. Yes. Do you have any hair veins, brain schemes about how we're going to uh, choose the next song this time? You know what? I think I think I do. Yeah, okay. So this time, I was watching this uh, nature documentary the other day. Uh-huh. I was thinking about last time you were supposed to have a, a carrier pigeon. Yeah, that's right. right yeah. But, but I was, sent a rubber chicken. You got it sent a rubber chicken. So that didn't work. We yeah. just used the playlist. I was watching this nature documentary about birds who imitate sounds from nature. So they're like birds. Is it like a bower bird or something? Yeah, bower birds. Yeah, yeah. And uh, or is it lyre no, bird or a lyre bird? Yeah. It was one of those. I yeah. can't remember. Uh, I was very drunk. It was one of the birds. Uh, but like, there's a bird whose call is kind of like a car alarm and uh, stuff like yeah, that. yeah, yeah, they, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So I got this bird. And yeah. I set it in the room with the the playlist on yeah. shuffle uh-huh. and on repeat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So all it's listened to. Yeah. Is uh, is the playlist? So it's going to start singing the song as it's called at random. And it's going to sound like exactly like it was being played from my phone. Oh, okay. Through the, the bird. bird. Yes. That's a good idea. But it's actually... Okay, have you got the bird here? Uh, here? Yeah. Oh. Or did you... Did you leave the bird at home? Uh, I, How are we supposed to do this bit if we don't have the bird? When I was leaving the house... I mean, we could have just played the playlist and pretended that it was... Do you want to do that? That's we'll, a good idea. We'll That's a good idea because it, they it won't sounds know. Exactly, it sounds exactly the same. Ah, brilliant. Okay, no problems. All right. Crisis averted. I'll try to remember to cut that bit out. Okay, cool. Yeah, perfect. That, that They will never know. Okay, here we go. So edit point and... Oh, well, yeah, I've oh. got the bird. Of course I did. What do you <laughs> oh, think yeah, I'm going to do? Here it is. Oh, look at that thing. thing. Oh, yeah. Oh, beautiful. The plumage. The plumage. Beautiful bird. <laughs> Lovely plumage. <laughs> All right, bird. Get singing. What is the next song that we're going to cover on the Careless Whispod? I'm just going to press shuffle on the bird. (laughs) 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 All right, here it goes. Oh, Oh, my God. Sledgehammer. Sledgehammer by Peter Gabriel. By Peter Gabriel. That is literally one of my favorite songs. Oh, I'm so excited. I don't want to press pause on it. Got to press pause. Let it start. Oh yeah. 
all right anymore and we have to pay for it yeah <laughs> so the next uh, tell you what though yes. beautiful singing voice doesn't it have a beautiful singing voice i mean this, this it's, it sounded just like, like peter gabriel's uh intro and when i say press pause i meant I meant it's claws. Yeah, I yeah, meant to yeah. Say press it's, that press it's tells it to, to stop, stop making yeah, noise. You trained it. Yeah, yeah. Well done. Well done. I think they're falling for it. <laughs> so that was an episode of Careless Whispod. I am Gary. <laughs> you sure about that? You <laughs> seem I, unsure. I sounded very unsure. I'm about still it. Jeremy, so I'm, that's okay. Fine. I'm definitely Gary okay. of Pratt in- the Pratt Institute. <laughs> 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 so until next time. Uh, stay don't, careless. Don't get enough of someone's someone's love. our love. Don't get enough of our love. Don't get enough because we got more to give. I've got so much love to give. I think that was one of his songs. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, we'll see you next time. See ya. <laughs> <laughs>